0: Hello, Mr. Peen. Hello, other peen.
1: It's been a while since we've put our peens in the same pod.
0: It is. So let us welcome all of you listening. Welcome to finally another episode of Two Peens in a Pod. Um, I am... I guess your host for this one, Bryant Baker, GM of the Houston Rockets, the defending. Chi- oh, wait, no, not. Never mind. Ooh. And with me, huh? we have driving this time. You, the roles are switched. Usually yep. I'm the driver. Uh, this time we have driving the GM of the Chicago Bulls. Welcome, Max.
1: Thanks for uh, being able to do this. Kind of worked out perfectly.
0: It did. I actually your dog
1: back to its home and and you're actually home without kids.
0: Yeah, it did work out beautifully. Um, I don't know if you can hear the noise in the background though. I have jet skis flying past my deck where I'm currently sitting eating ice cream and enjoying the river.
1: Oh, nice. I have a guy doing chicken flaps walking across the road. That's I guess it so answers the age old question, why did the chicken cross the road?
0: Oh, nice. Well, well played. So I actually tried, um, potting earlier today. Uh, we actually tried a, I don't know what you would call it. If it's, um, under, under peen management or, um, two peen management. management.
1: management.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Peen management. Yeah. Anyway, we tried that. Uh, because that bottle driving. got in the way doc and i were both driving but um my car does not have air conditioning and it was stupid hot and we were not going anywhere and it was really sunny and i was literally just dripping in sweat but even then i was going to power through for the good of the rbsl but my phone was unable to power through, and it would just was—it was done. It was done with the overheating, and, and just basically shut down. So that got scrapped. But here we are—the original two pins and a pod. Um, so that was a really long introduction. Let's just jump in to our discussion tonight on, um, I guess, the twenty-one twenty-one. Yeah. Season, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's
1: going to be a quick hitting type of pot since we've only got about 30 to 40 minutes. So we're not going to probably touch on every team, but I, hey, that actually works out this year because it's the twenty-one, twenty-two draft and there might not even be eight teams trying in the West.
0: I think that's a little bit extreme, but yes, your point <laughs> remains. Um, there's a lot of teams trying to win this year. And by win, I mean, win the lotto. Um, Uh, Before we get too far, Doc mentioned when we tried this earlier, which I didn't realize. I guess Brian is the one who originally brought it up. But I guess this season marks like the the 100 years in advance season. Yes. That's kind of cool, too.
1: Yeah, and actually, it would have been Sim 2 of free agency would have occurred on the same exact day 100 years in advance. So it was July 21st. Of both 2021 and 2121,
0: I think we have officially leveled up in the RBSL. We yeah. have. Yeah. All Welcome right, so w- <laughs> so I was thinking we could maybe um, quick hit on a couple of the winners and losers of the off season um, because it's not necessarily the same as who are the most interesting or who's going to be the best teams um, in the actual season itself. Um, because, I mean, you got teams like the Warriors and the Nuggets, who, I mean, they've, they've been good. They're going to be good again, and they, but they didn't really have – I wouldn't call them winners in the offseason, necessarily. Right. So do you have any winners or losers of the off season, I guess, current offseason?
1: So I'll start with the winner, um, and I'll go out west for this. No bias, I swear. I'm going to say Mantis. And I, I, I'm saying Mantis not so much because I think he has some fantastic, you know, this is definitely championship-bound team. But his offseason went exactly how he, like, ideally dreamed of it going. You know, free agency, he got Barkley and Tyrell back on, you know, team-friendly deals. He added Rojo. For Angus, so, like, for him, you know, that's a a slam dunk. Rojo's been my best player for, you know, the entirety of that I've had him, pretty much. Um, And with the West, the way it's going, I mean, back a a 50-win team adding Rojo, basically, to it.
0: Unbelievable. You guys just kill me. You don't even mention his biggest acquisition of the offseason.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot he got his dog back.
0: You guys just freaking kill me. <laughs> I, oh, I yeah, also, yeah. yeah, oh by the way, he also got gifted a freaking sixty five percent true shooting. Nah, he's yellow, he sucks. <laughs> stud. Yes, no, I agree. Uh, Mantis had a big off season for sure. Um, I think he certainly Uh, catapulted himself to the top of the southwest which isn't saying a whole lot considering no especially
1: when you were tanking tanking and Adam's uh, geriatric home
0: and Fendi's constant tank eternal tank
1: 20 of his tank
0: something like that yeah Um, so it's pretty much between the Mavs and the Spurs
1: now running the Mavs
0: yep so we'll see we'll see what the Dick can handle Um,
1: and he's got a good team but he does do you
0: have a winner or a loser uh, I will stay in the west but I'll flip the script from winner to loser and I you know, I was kind of excited to, to do this one and actually Doc tried, to I steal from Doc, Doc tried to steal it from me earlier but my good good buddy and pal and fellow GM Christopher Palm yeah I knew
1: that one was coming
0: Welcome to the Loser Squad. You managed to take a team that was a Game 7 away from the RBSL Finals. Um, it Well, really, a 3-1 lead away from the RBSL Finals. Blow it up and not get your pick back. I don't yeah. understand it. Um, I, I mean, I, I get that you're just trying to change things up. You just needed to – you felt like – the current thing just wasn't quite enough. And so you wanted to switch things up and I, and I respect that, but I mean, I don't even know where you are at this point. I, I, I guess you're going to sort of try to compete sort of this year, maybe. And then, um, and then maybe tank the following year. I don't really know, but because I don't know, that's not a good place to be.
1: He got his 23 pick back. I know from my discussions with Michael Campbell, um, that Pom didn't love this 22 draft. So talk about zigging when others are zagging, right? Um, And I think the other thing, and this is not confirmed or anything, this is my thought, is that he had planned on competing this season, obviously, when he acquired Sammy White. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Sammy White is one of those players where you acquire him, you then set the bar in your mind and in the league's mind of kind of his value, no one else is going to pay that. So I don't think he would have gotten the return. Obviously, he didn't get the return he was looking for for the blocks of Sammy White to warrant like trading him. So I think it was just one of those type of scenarios where you weren't going to get enough value to tank in a year when there are already so many tankers. That, hey, you might as well just, you know, get some coaching points. The West is so weak that Pom winning the West wouldn't be completely out of the question. But I agree with you. I think going from where he was to where he is puts him in type of the loser strategy. Because he could have rolled the exact same thing back with Sammy instead of Fred. And he would have won the West most likely. Or at least been the
0: favorite. 100%. (laughs) (sighs) Um. And I will say, I, I just need to take one final shot here. Um, oh, obviously. I, you said he clearly hasn't gotten the offers for Sammy that, like, would have met his price tag. You, know, you never know if that's true with Pop, because he got the offers for Isidoro that met his price tag, and he still declined them. And,
1: and declined the team option. But, hey, Isidoro's happy now. He's in Chicago. He has a chance to win it all. Wait, oh, yeah. I guess he did last year, too, maybe.
0: Rude. All right, mm-hmm. uh, anybody else that kind of stood out from this off season?
1: Stood out? Um, well, here's some. I guess I don't, I'm not going to call them losers, but I think if you look at the Magic and the Pistons, they had the two best teams in the East last year. They, neither of them really did anything this year. Um, besides some minimum signings in free agency and I think Ken brought in your guy from your your team swap with the Wolves, Nick Sargent. But, like, neither of them, you know, did anything. So it's kind of like, will the status quo be enough? And it probably is. They're probably still the two top teams in the league. But I think if either one of them would have made, like, a a significant move, it would have, like, vaulted them to – you know, heavy, heavy favorite
0: of, you know, of the RBSL because the East is clearly the top dog. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think, I mean, I do agree that they they probably were okay, kind of just sitting right. still. Um, so I, it's hard to call them, a, yeah, like you said, it's hard to call them a loser necessarily, but they, you're right, they could have put kind of a, a very, very, early nail in the coffin and right, right. um uh, yeah. so we'll see what happens there but it'll be I interesting guess, to see what the minnesota rockets can do this year um
1: yes they were one of my my talking points because i think kyle won obviously the team swap because he basically got your team except for probably your two most you know youthful and significant assets in rosebud and gator but again this west honestly might be the worst any conference has ever been since i've been a gm
0: it's really bad
1: because you could you could legitimately like have like the eight seed be as good as the one seed and they all be bad because every team has, like, significant question marks. There's not a single team there that you go, yep, this is a top three team.
0: Yeah, and Kyle, I mean... the
1: one with the I actually pointed it out, too. In the program, and I know the program's power rankings, I mean, do with them as you will. Mm. Um, but Kyle pointed out that the he has the number 1 team in the west according to the program he is um hello yeah this time it's
0: me yep definitely you
1: yep <laughs> So you're it. saying
0: that the Wolves have the number one team in the West and then you cut out.
1: So, yeah, the Wolves have
0: the number one team in the West, according
1: to the program, but they're, the, or, um, but they're also number eight overall. So that's just telling you that, hey, you know, now get, again, grain of salt in the program's rankings, but that's a significant drop off in talent.
0: No, yeah, it's – I mean, it's clearly – I mean, West is not best this year. Because, I mean,
1: I think you could take – I'm trying to think of the teams in the East. There's probably four or five teams in the East right now where you would say if they were in the West, they're a 90% chance of going to the finals. Yeah. it's a, it's It's a fascinating – Reversal because the West has always been kind of the really deep, powerful conference, and the East has usually been a couple top, top dogs, and that's it. Yeah, the top heavy guys who, generally speaking, the winner of the East wins the finals, um, besides the whole, you know, obvious kitty reign. But yeah, I mean, this year, it's not only does the East have the, the top talent, they have the depth talent. As well. But again, that's what happens when you have a, uh, a really good draft class and just, you know, things working out well for teams trying to blow up or not well for teams that have been
0: taking for a while. Stop. <laughs> um, so that kind of brings us then out of the off season and into, uh, we kind of already started into this discussion of the upcoming season. Um, so how do you want to do this Do you want to do like storylines do you want to do like a prediction of standing since i haven't written my article yet what what are you thinking
1: we could do the predictions i think people love to hear predictions and then you know kind of rhyme or reason for those type of things
0: i should probably look at the html here real quick
1: and i'll be doing this off memory but i should be okay
0: yeah, you live and breathe and eat this thing. Well, right.
1: after running the, the free agency streams and processing all the trades, I kind of inherently know. But then again, I also don't remember what I would just.
0: What are you doing? It sounds like you're like building a house over there.
1: I had to give the
0: Maggie a treat. Uh, I think that's everything of hers. Oh my word! I think like sixteen. More I years hear go by my house. So, because the
1: West is so bad, do you want to start with the West?
0: Sure, let's start with the West. Um, I think that yeah. Well, at least I'm, plus I'm more familiar with that, so it'll give me more time to think about the East. Um. <clears throat> all right, top team in your opinion, go. I, I'm trying not to be biased. But I did want, want to say I, the Spurs.
1: I just love Mantis. And really, I just love Rojo so much. Now, Rojo has been declining a bit. Um, but he's always been one of those players who is way better than his attributes say. Um, so, yeah. I'll say Spurs. And I think, again, I think their division the is extremely easy yep um as well as just i love rosebud i think mantis has done a good job of kind of usage allowing for rosebud which needs to be done now since his tc death um, but yeah he'll probably get the post rocket trade tc bonus oh 100 oh. you will Yep.
0: Alright, who's your top team? So, I really don't think the Spurs are the best team, but I do agree that their division is going to help them a lot. Um, I mean, they're going to have essentially 12 free wins against the Rockets, uh, Rockets, Pelicans, and uh, Grizzlies. So, Whereas I think one of the probably two of the best teams are the Nuggets or the Wolves, but they're in the same division. Plus, they've got the Jets in that division who are trying to win, as we already talked about. So uh, I'm torn. Um, I feel like i going to say Wolves. So you're basically gonna,
1: saying you. <laughs>
0: I'm going to say, actually, the Nuggets finished top of the West.
1: They bit you before.
0: They have, but they also, I think, were, I think the one year, no, I forget. Anyway, I feel like they recently proved me right. But didn't they finish like second or something one of these last few years? I don't remember.
1: Well, last year they won 59. Um, They were the three seed and then had the. The upset in the first round to the Spurs, um, but he's got you know Watkins, he's got Hernandez, he, he's got um, um, Conley,
0: and he's bringing his, he's An bringing Bussard in for mm-hmm. cheap, which I've, I mean I'm I've never been a huge Bussard guy, obviously when he's maxed and like a team's a, best player. A key player on the team, but when he's coming in as your bench scoring guard, like behind Conley and I don't know whoever, I guess maybe is a shooting, uh, maybe actually maybe he'll be a starting. But anyway, either like just a a guy in the starting lineup or the bench guy, whatever he is, like that's that's a significantly better role for him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Yeah, I mean, I like. The yeah, Smart
1: is extremely talented at what he does. He's a great three-point shooter. He plays elite-level defense, both steals and man. Um, but he's tiny, and right. we've seen he gets teams to the postseason, and he chokes. Well, not chokes. He just gets swallowed up. Um,
0: to be fair, so Zach took him to the finals.
1: Zach did take him to the finals, and I think you know. If you don't rely on him to be your guy, Zach had Bobby Boucher. Yep. Uh, if you don't rely on needing Bouchard to score 20 points in your playoffs, you're fine.
0: Yep. Which, which, uh, Evan shouldn't. Be. So,
1: because he's, he's, well, Conley was doing great in the postseason in that, for like, the te- last two, three years. And then this year, he just kind of, like, disappeared again. And so did Hernandez. But I I can see the Nuggets have a ton of talent that's been together for a long time. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, they should be right up there. And I think easy – well, because the problem with the Nuggets is that they probably have an arguable best team in the West and the Wolves in their own division. Yep. So two of your top three or four teams, however you look at it, are in the same division because the Pacific also is is kind of weak. And this is where I'll say something to Jake because he's got a ton, a ton of cap space. Um, I think he's sitting at like having over 20 million of cap space right yes, now.
0: Right around 25, I think, yep.
1: Fill that space. Even if it's an old bum on somewhat of a bad contract, if he can help you this year, add him because the West is so winnable that you don't want to lose out because you have twenty million dollars sitting
0: there. You know who would be perfect for him?
1: Let me guess: Ricky Bobby. No, because he can't. Because that would be Drake.
0: Yeah, I know. But another pla- another have? another player he can't he can't get Sammy White. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably should not have agreed to that trade so far in advance, but it is what it is. Um, all right, uh, so you got you got Spurs number one. I got Nuggets number one. Who's number two?
1: I'm gonna say Kyle. Okay, I think Kyle's a very good coach. Um, I I think he's you know he's kind of taken that mantle from from old commish Dave of being the best GM in the league of getting great performance out of subpar pieces. No, I'm not saying he has subpar pieces on this team. He's had a lot of bad luck with training camp and stuff like that um, to really elongate his tank that he's been in. But I think Kyle's one of the best at At not underperforming. And when it's talked about that he should be at the top, he's going to be at the top.
0: Yep. I think that's very fair.
1: I I would put Kyle as my two, and then I would put the Nuggets as my three.
0: And I'm going to go Spurs to Wolves three. Um,
1: And then four, because this has to be the division winner. Yep. I'm going to give it to Zach.
0: Zach over, uh, over. Jordan. Huh?
1: And my rationale is I really like what Zach did. You know, he used his cap. He signed Fred Miller. He, he traded for Sherwood Kane for basically free. Um, I think Zach is one of those guys. In my mind, the way I generally will rank gms i don't really do like a elite level or a one two three it's do i trust that whatever the moves they make are gonna pan out like do you get the benefit of the doubt that what you're trying is going to succeed and i think zach is clearly in that level so yeah. I think Zach is going to get the results. He's got good young guys in Regal and Emmerich and Park uh, I just love that guy. Um, and then, yeah, and then you get – now I think he severely overpaid for Wilfro trading the three pick. But then again, how many times do we see a two or a three or even a one pick die and, you know,
0: hey, whatever.
1: They're, they're not good anymore will throw bonus he took a next level he could be that elite guy and i think you know with zach i i would give him the benefit of the doubt um in that division
0: and i mean zach kind of i mean the move made sense in in with the background of the fact that kind of zach almost painted himself into this corner of like he didn't Right, he didn't have his pick anymore. So, like you either needed that number three pick to be like a contribute right now type player or trade it for a guy who can, you know. So yeah,
1: this draft was really, you know, pretty weak. And with Zach getting the two extensions from Emmerich and Regal, you can basically qualify them as draft picks and yeah, I think I think he's in a good place now and the future if Wilfros shows that he can be accounted on one type of scorer.
0: Yeah. Which I'm not convinced yet that he can. Now, granted, Zach is way more tuned into the whole, like, bonus thing and, like, being able to know what that's going to then equal for a guy's production. I'm more of a, like, I don't really pay as much attention to that stuff and I'm like, well, what's this guy done in the past? And I assume it's going to be maybe a little bit better moving forward, but, like, more based on what he's done in the past. So I'm not necessarily convinced that he can be that guy, and so I'm going to put the Warriors still as number four and winning that division. Um, but I do think that the Sonics are number five. I mean, I think it's going to be bad between those two, and it's going to, they're going to end up being four or five.
1: And I agree. I would put Jake as my five, and I'm just giving the benefit of the doubt more so to Zach and the pedigree the more proven GM. Jeff. That he's had, and again, Jake is sitting with twenty four million dollars right now. Use it, and this could change very quickly.
0: Yep. Uh, Now let's kind of rapid
1: fire the bottom because I'm somewhat running out of time. Yep. I think if we say yeah, if we flip flop our fours and our fives, trying to I guess the rest of the teams remain. Are the Jazz, the... it's
0: Jazz, Suns, Mavs, and Blazers. Uh, yeah,
1: so you basically have four teams. So I think, I think you put the the Jazz as the easy six, and I don't think you'll disagree with that just because of the division. Although no. well, you hate palms, so
0: no, no, I agree with it.
1: Um, and then I think seven, eight, nine. I'm gonna give the I'm gonna say Dick is the seven. Seven inches for the man, right there. <laughs> um, I think I think Austin left that team with a good team. I mean, obviously he won the Southwest before um, Jack came back and just didn't have the success um, for whatever reason. I, I mean, because not much changed. But they have well, good. My young team pieces.
0: got much better, to be fair.
1: <laughs> they got good young pieces. He brought in Obi Topin. He brought in uh, Bean Dip. He still has John Reyes. Um, there's some talent. Like they could be again. Like they could do a little bit of a shocker and and you know win that division. You never know. Like so I I I would say he I put him as my seven just because he doesn't you know he hasn't been around. This his first year. But Tyler is a is a very good mentor for him to have.
0: Yep. I agree. Um, I agree with that one too. So I think it comes down to this 8-1 between the Suns and the Blazers.
1: I'm just going to wish this into existence. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Eight. Not because I have the Suns pick. 100% this year.
0: because you have the Suns pick this year.
1: <laughs> it's 100% because that is. <laughs> um, but again, I think it's going to be whoever gets 42 wins. And, I, and I, Ed, Ed would be happy if he got 41 and missed the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I do think the Suns will make it, though. I think they made some good moves this offseason. season. <laughs> they, oh, they—they did, they did. Yep. Okay,
1: good. All right, so let's uh, let's switch over to the East.
0: Um. Yeah, to the East.
1: Magic one seed, easy.
0: Easy over the Pistons.
1: Yes, because me and the Pistons always just you know, well, actually. I guess we really don't, because Giannis just owns me, just completely, utterly owns me. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, like, even last year when I won the division, he was he was fifteen and one in the division. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then not only that, but also like the Cavs have Spatos, so the the central is a very very tough division, so that's why I would give the nod to the Magic.
0: I I mean, they've got more, they've got better teams in the Central, but the Southeast at this point is, it's, it's slowly emerging, I think, to become its old Southeast.
1: Yeah, um, there's no, like, Brian is the worst team still in that division, and that's just because he's taking it slow. Like, if Brian wanted to be Brian Full Crackhead, he'd be making playoffs right now but he's being smart he's letting it marinate um, is, so is, yeah, he being, I mean, is he no, being
0: smart though that what we're, was that move no <laughs> we won't get into that
1: <laughs> oh yeah gregory t yeah greg t we'll save brian an aneurysm and not discuss that again yeah um but yeah there's no like eat like no games off in the, in the Southeast, whereas in the, in the Central, you still have the Bucks and, I mean, the tanking Pacers as well.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Um, but even Shane, I mean, as long as you have Chuck Dean and Duncan Buckner, like, he's going to win 30. He's not going to be, like, a 26, like, you know, game winner.
0: Yeah, I sure hope so.
1: Um, he's going to win, like, 30 or some so... But, no, I, I would go Ken. He was the one last year. He's got the same team basically this year, and it wasn't like an old team.
0: And he got uh, a passer in there. And,
1: and, yeah, and, he, and he, got, um, he got the guy from you. The only thing with Ken is I think he's reached the point of diminishing returns with his defense, and I think the one thing he clearly is missing, and we, we saw this in the ECF, was a secondary score. And Bear Green is that dude in the regular season but he's not that dude in the postseason. Um, Mm -hmm. He's one of those typical guys that, you know, is great in the regular season, scores you points, and then the postseason comes and he actually becomes a liability. Um, But, yeah, I think Ken is – I think Ken's the one, but I think Giannis will be really close right behind him as the two because he's got the same core. And, again, he just won the finals with this same exact team. And now they've got another year of Pratt gelling with them. Yeah. Um, And then I guess I would put, I think you agree, one, two.
0: I think that if there's one thing that Michael Campbell does well, it's the regular season. (laughs) And I'm not so sure that you're not going to end up winning the East. It, like being the one seed in the East.
1: Yeah, it, I hope so, because I have tremendous success when I actually get to be the one seed.
0: You do, um, it's true.
1: But I think the change of my team, again, you know, like it's just a complete and utter, like, overhaul of my team. I'm going to start with poor cohesion. Um, but I should be able to shoot the lights out of the ball. I should, you know, do some crazy things. Iguana. Um, but yeah, I think you just got to give the benefit of the doubt to, to Giannis since he's my daddy. And I'll, I'll put that out of the
0: airwaves.
1: <laughs> and I'll put myself three.
0: All right, I'll accept it. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that top three. It's, it's a very clear top three, though, in my opinion. Um,
1: then fourth, I guess the
0: fourth the one has to be from the Atlantic.
1: I think it's Celtics' Like, for sure.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: I think he takes it from Rick. Um, Rick's going to have some depth issues with his team this year. Uh, I think he's going to have to have, like, two or three, like, 608 or 888 guys getting minutes. Um, And Gasper's team has been in that slow cooker for a long time, and hey, they took the Pistons to seven games and actually had a you know a lead versus them in the second round or the first round this year, um, in this past season. So I think this team has been slow cooking. He's got a ton of good players. Um, if anybody on that team that is one of his dude's bonuses, then like watch out, especially if it's a like keck. But I think he's the clear four and I don't really think I, I honestly think he might even be better than that just because of the Atlantic
0: <laughs> so I'm thinking the Nets and their starting five is like almost all blue Josh Green is green blue but
1: James Ryan, Sam, Green
0: Nick Richards and I
1: yeah I mean you just look at that team and they should have a really good defense but where is your offense?
0: Four. And, like you said, after those guys, you're literally looking at, like, 608 guys as their entire bench. Right. So. right.
1: so, yeah, I mean, you just crank that pace to zero,
0: <laughs> let
1: your defense shine, and pray James Bryant can, like, carry a complete
0: load on offense. Yep. Uh, all right. So, we got the Celtics for number five. We've got.
1: Uh, I think you gotta say Spatos.
0: The so Cleveland, the Cleveland is. Yeah, the Cleveland
1: Spatos is just because he is Spatos. Spatos wins fifty games easily by himself. It's about as many points as he scores a game too. Um, so yeah, I think Spatos is just destined to be in that five seed for the rest of his life. Jesse, stop worrying about your timeline. Your timeline's the next two or three years. Get somebody around Statos that will help him. Cough Rojo. Cough Rojo. Um, I I think the only one you could really put there with him would, I guess, be the Hawks.
0: Yeah, that's what I was just looking at was the Hawks.
1: Hawks were there last year. He shuffled pieces around like he always does. Obi's gone. Tracy Ma is in. I really like Tracy Ma. It'll be interesting to see Aaron Johnson. And I feel bad because Aaron Johnson finally started to be, like, not ass. And then I broke his leg. And broken leg has been proven to actually hurt attributes. Doesn't hurt athletics. Because why would a broken leg that makes sense. hurt your physical stature? Just um, your physical. Yeah, just... Like random so it'll be interesting to see if he reverts back or if he's still good
0: or where like
1: if he still continues his upward trajectory and that's kind of why I go Svato 6 Hawks or Satos 5 Hawks 6
0: What about the Hornets? What happened to them last year and no will, they back, will they bounce back this year?
1: P. Will got hurt, but again, P. Will is much more of a significant playoff piece than he is a, you know, regular season helper. I think the problem was once they traded Hyman, they really didn't have any type of offense. Mack is great, but I don't think he's a capable number one scorer and then i just i don't i really honestly i really do not know what happened cuz that team just had way too much talent to miss the playoffs so i yeah. like I wouldn't be surprised if tim bounces back and is the 5 seed um, but because of last year you know it just doesn't sit well i would say that i would probably make him my 7 but I'm not putting him up there with, with Svatos or the Hawks. But again, he'll probably be back to that five seed, but I'm not going to get burned again.
0: That's fair. So we'll say Hornets seven, correct? Yep. Or, or, or Nets, or the Nets survive? So I'm
1: going to put the Hornets above the Nets because... I just really don't think the Nets have enough offense or depth to, to capitalize on how weak the Atlantic is. Like, they'll still beat the Raptors and the Knicks and, and uh, the Sixers. But, yeah, I, I just don't think they have the depth or the offense to, to be – there, but I think they would be my eight, as I'm trying to think of who else.
0: Well, there's the there's the Miami Meme team, right?
1: The Memers.
0: Which, I mean, they yes. got a whole lot of color.
1: They, and they flipped so much. V, I think Vito's gone, right?
0: No, Vito's still there.
1: Vito? Oh, Merle. Yep.
0: Merle's gone, which is probably a good thing for them.
1: Yeah. Uh, Merle's gone, and then I just don't know what else is on his team off the
0: top so, of my head. Yeah, so here, what? let me run it off for you real quick. Um, they got Jimmy Sebastian, who's oh, group, right. yeah. a green-blue green, point guard. Um, they got Vito. They got Leon- Leonidas fiduciary um, <laughs> Ty Rafiki, Marshall Edwards, who's this green-blue 22-year-old that he – gotten RFA, right? Oh, uh, no, is that the guy to that Tom tried
1: to steal? Yeah,
0: yeah. RFA. I, so. yep. I
1: remember loving Marshall Edwards in the draft, and then, like, I saw his stats and was like, okay, yeah, you
0: suck. Well, I think I mean, he's he,
1: starting to come alive.
0: Yeah, he had a 579 true shooting percentage last year, and he's got that A potential three-point shot. He's up to A-minus already at that point. He's only 22 years old. Yeah,
1: um, I guess I'm going to say I'll put the Heat actually eight. And I'm going to have the Nets miss the playoffs despite a starting five being all
0: blue. Yeah, because cause he's also got Brendan Swank as his center, Doric, I-doggy do, as a power forward slash center, Nacio Ruiz. He's, he, he'd actually have a squad, man. I mean, it's a lot of color, and some of it might be bait, but, but that might be good enough in the regular season. And honestly, it's even... Compete all the way up to the five seed, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm, not saying think, that, I'm not saying they get the five seed. I'm going to
1: change it around, and I'm going to put the Heat seven, and I'll have the Hornets eight. And yeah, I just I, I like like I like the Planners on Rick's team. I don't like their fit from a contract perspective, and just yeah, they're gonna have a great defense. I mean, all five of their starters are elite-level defenders. But yeah. Richard sells, Anus Fouls, Anus Fowles, Sands Fowles, and there's literally no one on your bench.
0: All right, so that brings us to the one final team that I have to talk about in the East. Because I'm frustrated. He's the most likable person in the league. But he's also got one of the most likable big men in the league. And he's just doing nothing with him. Marco. And that is Marco with Roy Brewer. Marco, yeah. dude, come on, man. Like, you have... You're, you've are you been in this game long enough at this point. And I know it's not like the focus, your focus right now. But it really does not take that much focus to get a good squad on Roy Brewer. I mean, like, you could literally spend, like an hour of one week of yours and make it happen. Like, so I just, come on, man. Like, if you need to just ask for help or do whatever you need to do, but the whole like constantly, I mean, Roy Brewer has been to one playoffs in his first three years. He's going to miss again this year. So he's going to miss, you're going to make one playoffs on his rookie contract, despite him having been like ready to go right out of the gate. And, now he's going to end up being max, assuming he doesn't offer an extension. And now, really good luck, you know, making the playoffs at that point. Yeah, so it's just I, here. This is Marco,
1: You got to get rid of Latham because he just takes way too much usage and he's not efficient. Ignore his defense. Yeah, he plays great defense. He's got to go. Um, D- ditto
0: she, on Larry Thomas.
1: Yeah, ditto on Larry Thomas, and. Find a guy that can be a secondary scorer is okay in that role and treat Brewer kind of like your spot. Do don't do anything. That's going to zap usage away from him. Find some defenders who don't foul. Um, It's a little too late, obviously this year, but you don't have your pick next year. So honestly, Try to be as bad as you possibly can this year. Like, don't try to make the playoffs. It's not worth it. Just hard tank. Just accept it. This draft is great. Um, Hopefully you get a little bit of lotto luck. And start from scratch around Brewer and your 22 first next year.
0: Yeah, that's probably fair. Otherwise, you could just give me your 22 first for Ricky Bobby, and I'll take Latham and Thomas off your hands both. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, don't do that, Marco. (laughs) Don't you do that? Um, Don't you trade your twenty-two pick? Like I said, it's not even trying for the playoffs this year. I think the East is too good and balanced. So just you know, bite it down. Do actually feature Latham, I guess, um, (laughs) and, and go from there. But as I pull into my driveway. It was good uh peen potting with you.
0: It was indeed. Uh it's we always fun looking ahead to, to the season.
1: Yep, and please write that article so that the lazy, boring people who refuse to um listen to this can actually read
0: some things. Yeah, I will clearly do that because now I don't even have to think about it and I still will get my two hundred or two hundred and TBD or whatever it is. Yeah, I'll give you 10. That's rude. Yeah. All right, man, Um, thanks for listening, everybody, and good luck this year, whether that means, you know, success in the playoffs, in the regular season of the playoffs, or success in lotto luck. Whatever that means for you, good luck with it, and it's always a pleasure. We'll talk to you later.